All right, welcome back to the Stab Cusp. I'm joined by my co-host, Mikey Ciaramella, who I can confirm is wearing a shirt for this fantastic opportunity we've been greeted with. Um, 23-year-old, Queensland born, West Aussie raised, dual Padang Cup finalist, a man who's been, whose corn has been bleached to within an inch of its life. It's the Kelly Slater beating screw fruit from the West, Mr. Jacob Wilcox. How are you, mate? Wow, what an introduction. Thanks, Stace. <laughs> I was trying to keep my shit together the whole time. You're the rest. The wait, wait, wait. So, so you're, from the, you're from Queensland. This is a bit of a controversy. I didn't know about this. Yeah, I was actually, I was born in Brisbane. If you've never been to Brisbane, it's a beautiful part of Australia. Um, I was born there when I was about, when I was born, and then about six months <laughs> later, <laughs> About a year or six months later, my um, parents just packed it up. Um, they bought a troopy and just drove over to WA and then been here ever since. And pretty, pretty happy. I my parents decided to do that, and I didn't grow up in Brisbane. It could have been a whole different story. Are your parents surfers? Uh, yeah, my dad surfs. Yeah, so he'd kind of growing up watching like Green Iguana, like all those Jack McCoy sick old films when he was growing up. He was like, fuck, I just want to go over to the West Coast. Like, I just want to go over there. So, and I was, yeah, he just packed it up and went over here and then hasn't really turned back. And pretty cool that I get to grow up here instead of Brisbane. Could have been, I don't know what, maybe an SA or something. <laughs> yeah, you, you might have ended up playing um, playing footy for the Brisbane Broncos, which, you know, at this time in history wouldn't have been a, a good thing for you, mate. Oh, definitely not. See them those Parramatta the other day? That was pretty nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, yeah. on that, you've spent a bit of time in Queensland on the Goldie, but, uh, you know, further down the coast from Brisbane. Are you pretty happy that you ended up in the West, comparing coast to coast? Uh, yeah, I feel like it. I'm so grateful that I got to grow up over here in WA, like the waves, I feel like have made my surfing kind of what it is. And I love getting barrels and there's a lot of barrels over here and a lot of like punch in the wave. But um, actually the, what was it? Start of last year, I moved over to Goldie for a bit, just kind of tune up all the parts of my surfing that were kind of missing, like the, the groveling. And uh, the thing about home as well, like wasn't as competitive, like you'd come home from a trip like a QS trip and you'd come home and you'd be like, oh, sweet, I'll go surf onshore crap by myself. Like, it, it's hard to, like, get motivated. But on the Goldie, you come back from a QS, you go surfing and it's, like, the most competitive free surf still. Like, and you're, like, always, like, in that competitive frame of mind, I feel like. Compared to home, you'd kind of go away, come home, switch off, and then go away, switch back on, come home, switch off. But living on the Goldie, I kind of found it, like, I was just always in that competitive mind frame. It was just like a lot more people in the water, a lot more people kind of pushing you. So, no, I definitely love being on the Goldie. And maybe once all this like weird Corona shit like lifts, I'll probably get back there. Yeah, mental. I mean, in a, in a roundabout way, it kind of, you know, we want to hit you with that. Do you think that that's what it, it'll take for you to qualify? Because I think a lot of people after watching you surf are just going, holy fuck, this guy, what isn't he doing? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I felt like, yeah, last last year on the Goldie was like such a big thing. Like I got the closest qualifying last year, and I feel like I can owe a lot of that to being on the Goldie. And yeah, just like it was so much more competitive. Um, 
And I felt like this year probably could have been the year for that. Um, easy to say that now that it didn't happen. Probably would have for sure. <laughs> Mate, you, you might have overtaken <laughs> Banting and won the QE. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll never know. But, uh, yeah, I feel like that was definitely part of my surfing that I need to improve on. Was, uh, it was a small game grovel on that like competitive mindset. And I feel I put a lot of work into that last year. And, yeah, I feel like it definitely showed towards the last few events of the year. I got pretty close to kind of qualifying. I feel like I was close, but still, like, so far away at the same time. If I'd gotten there, it kind of would have been, like, not really a fluke, because I feel like you get there, you get there. But I feel like I probably wouldn't have been as prepared as, say, if I'd done it this year. I would have had this whole year to grow and make myself better in a lot, a lot of ways, like my surfing especially. So... Yeah, I guess I've just had a whole year to kind of work on my surfing, have fun, you hang out with friends and family at home. It's been pretty epic this year. Yeah, thank you. Uh, one, so I think Jack has gone through a pretty similar kind of like learning and growing phase that you have. Um, obviously, he's already qualified for the tour, but, you know, I imagine the same will happen for you in due time. Um, but the other guy that stands out from WA is Taj Burrow. And he actually qualified before he meant to. Um, is he just such a freak that it didn't even matter that he grew up surfing in WA? Um, well, yeah, Taj is definitely a freak. Like, when you watch back on all those, like, clips when he was younger, he was just so much more, like, his, like, progression was insane. Like, he was so far ahead with, like, his airs and his speed and everything was just, like, uh, kind of, I don't know, it was just kind of made everyone else kind of look slow and old school. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's maybe different now because everyone's like so good at airs and going fast on the QS. Like, there's a, a lot of people like that. But when he came through back in the day, he just like whitewashed everyone so easily. He was just like, fuck yeah, I'm fast, I'm small, I can tear the shit out of these little waves. Like, no worries. And he got there so easily and had an awesome career. So I feel, yeah, I, I don't know how he like got so good at surfing small waves and stuff coming from WA, but. He's probably one of the fastest, most sickest small wave surfers I've watched, I reckon. You, uh, oh, you boys reckon? Oh, yeah. He's, um, I remember when Ethan qualified and there was like some years, small amount of talk that he might pass up his spot. And uh, obviously he was the first person to ever consider that. Well, I don't even think he was considering it, but it was the first person to ever mention it since since TV. And I just don't. I, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, if you qualify, it's a fluke. I would definitely need to slap you around the chops for that one. If you qualify, you fucking qualify. <laughs> I don't care how you do it. Um, whether you do it before Hawaii or you do it in Hawaii, it's that hard. And uh, I just mm. wouldn't see anyone doing it in this in this modern era because you just don't know when you're going to get your chance again, you know. But obviously, back in the day, he was just leaps and bounds ahead of, of everyone and yeah, it's an interesting thing to even contemplate now. I just couldn't even imagine anyone doing that. Um, you, you kind of hit your straps, though. You said, you know, towards the end of last year, um, I can think of a lot of good surfers that have qualified in sort of an 18-month time frame. You know, they kind of build into that next season, which, you know, can we just pretend it's a normal world for a second and just pretend that, you know, it's all happening? But... Um, is there um is there like a certain confidence that WA breeds in your surfing when you when you're traveling the world? Uh, I feel like yeah, there definitely is when the waves are good. You like you get you like you, when the waves are good and it's like bigger and heavier. You definitely feel that confidence from going up in WA. But 
<laughs> majority of the time, I feel like it really cripples a lot of guys coming from here that travel and surf shitty waves and they don't do very well. Like some guys that are great barrel riders and greatest, they get huge barrels, big waves, and then they go try to do a few comps on the East Coast and they lose first heat. Like, uh, I don't know, yeah. So like when you, like for me, when I go to Hawaii, I feel, I feel a lot more comfortable. And because it's big and there's lots of shit going on, it's kind of scary. And you kind of, you, you can nearly thrive off the people that you see in your heads that are kind of shitting themselves as well. And I feel like yeah, that's you kind of fucking like, read my mind, dude. I was just going to ask you when the waves are just firing, like even Bolito, like you can get there and it can be really good. Do you, do you look at the heat draw and just kind of walk out with a little fucking smirk on your face? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You never, like, I feel like I never really do that, but like, definitely. Come on, you're like looking down. across the drawer at someone and going, ah, sucked in, idiot. Watch this. Come on, tell us well, you do that. <laughs> Well, they'd probably fucking look at me when it's one little dribbly little left to go, <laughs> oh, you're going to get smoked by me. So it's like, I don't know, you guess it like all comes around a little bit and you go, oh, yeah, you're probably going to have a harder time than say, oh, well, because I feel a little bit more comfortable in these situations. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, coming from WA in those kind of, those situations where it's a little bigger and a little bit heavier and just a bit more ocean strength and power involved you definitely feel a bit more comfortable but yeah a lot of the times when you go going to i don't know two foot two foot beach in france or us open where it's one foot every year it's probably the most fun event all year but the waves never really up to scratch so yeah those those, those parts of my surfing definitely had been worked on but i feel like i've done it have you um traveled anywhere where you felt like the waves were as good or as scary as wa um like i mean like how was pipe for you compared to you know like some of the, the few of the lefts you surfed at home mm, uh yeah pipe is scary Pipe's super scary I reckon. but like, most of the time i'm not sure what the scariest thing is if it's like all the people and all the chaos or if it's actually like the wave itself i feel like it's definitely both but say if you were to have a heat out there and there was only four of you out there, you'd probably feel like a complete different sort of fear. You'd be like, the fear of, oh, I'm definitely going to get a wave. Oh, like, there's going to be the chance I can get a wave here, and I've got to go. So that's going to be really scary because it's a huge wave that you're going to get, and the pit's crazy big and scary. But in a free surf, it's more like, there's so much stuff going on. I'm gonna, am I going to get a board to the head? Am I even going to catch a wave? Like, it's just like so many elements when you go surf out there and uh, i don't know i don't overly enjoy enjoy surfing out there but i go out there just to, just to see what it's all about and hopefully one day get the chance to kind of surf when it is good i'll have like, a little bit of like lineup knowledge and be able to get one but yeah don't get me wrong that way was scary all the time though <laughs> <laughs> what about what about the opposite is there is there a wave that you kind of were surfing that you kind of thought wow i'm i'm pretty well tuned to this uh yeah 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 definitely do feel like that but i feel like it's pretty yeah i don't know i've just never really had the chance to get a wave over there but i'd rather go surf with clothes out off the wall probably <laughs> the left the left the left yeah. goes out yeah <laughs> i mean i think it's hard to it's hard to go past like you've made two finals at Padang. one of them you were 16 just kind of like to Mikey's point, there's like growing up surfing Nalu 
and other waves like that, did you just roll up to Padang and kind of just giggle? <laughs> Padang's actually such a fun wave, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, it's a bit of a, it's like a rolling. Like I feel like anyone, if they can, if you can stand up, you can probably get pitted out there for sure. Mm. But yeah, well, they're doing double barrels every wave there this week, yeah. so I guess it can't be too hard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it definitely does get gnarly when it's like low tide and you can hit the reef. It's pretty sharp, but yeah, that's that's a really fun wave. I'd love to be able to go back there and surf that in the comp again. Have you spent some time? Because I know that uh, a few years back, I think he was dating someone from WA, and obviously you would have surfed with him at Padang. What does watching someone like Clay Marzo do to your surfing? Like, does he make you? just want to fucking do weird things in the barrel because he i don't know he kind of freaks me out with the shit he does yeah i can't even comprehend some of the stuff he does in the barrel i feel like i've been trying to do a playback for about 20 23 years now still can't do one <laughs> even that it's just like mind-blowing but yeah he's yeah I, I can't even comprehend that i feel like the position he's in the barrel is like leaning back doing this like tweaked out stuff and i guess that there's like huge credit to him but also shows like how toyed Penang from Beaver as a wave as well but yeah I never really had too many surfs with him when he was in WA I remember having one surf with him it was at Nalu and it's like usually freezing cold offshore there in the morning and he was like we were all out there and he paddles out in boardies and sits there for probably about three hours I was freezing like in a 3-2 he just sits there for three hours doesn't catch a wave just like sitting there like his hands together just like he looks so cold and then, of course, he ended up in a tight wave as well. Ends up getting a sick wave, and that was the last I seen him. <laughs> but <laughs> just it was just like, yeah, and then just bailed after that. But I was like, even that, like, I was swimming, I have cold feet, I can't even surf, but he just must be like so tuned into his body and just made it happen. I, I really don't, I couldn't, that still baffles me when I think about that. Like, yeah, pretty crazy, crazy talented. So what do you think? Should we get into uh, Surf 100, Stace? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, it was uh, it was really exciting. I, um, you know, the hype was all crazy. Uh, definitely had us all pumped. I couldn't wait for Friday to come around. I, I messaged Jacob and I said, you know, I kind of felt weird. I, I said, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> A few people actually said that to me as so. well. It was like a weird one. I did kind of feel nervous because we didn't know who was going to win. Like everyone kind of had a few waves as well. But yeah, thanks for the good luck, Stace. I needed it. <laughs> I need really, really needed it. Yeah. Did um? Did you think? Did you have any idea of who, who won, or were you were you, were you genuinely stumped? No, we none of us really had an idea because like, I knew I had a couple, and I was on my back end. So I was like, oh, maybe people liked that a little bit more, dragged it, cleaned the ball back completely the whole time. And then Jay had probably the biggest, the biggest wave of the whole, um, the biggest wave of the whole session. Like he had a nugget. And then he also had a couple of other ones in between. And then Robo's like the freak, always gets good waves. So we all knew that he kind of had a couple, but I feel like he was kind of playing it down as well. Like, oh, yeah, it was all right. So I wasn't sure in that sense. And then Kale had a couple as well. It was just like, yeah, no one really knew. But I feel like it was a good show, like a really good show um, for everyone that 
and watched it, I feel like they probably would have been happy to listen to 15 bucks on it. Yeah, and I mean, Stacey and I have been talking about it a lot the past couple of days, but your performance backhand was just out of control. I mean, the commentators too were pretty mind blown at some of the waves that you were making. Um, so how hard is it to slow yourself down in a wave that's that big and on certain sections that fast? Mm. No, thank you. Thanks. Um, it was like looking back at it, I kind of wish I'd surfed a few waves differently, like not dragged as long. Like when I was out, like when like people could see me, like I wish I'd kind of let go of the rail and like, like had more style going back in and that might've been a bit better, I think being critical, but yeah, it is hard to drag when you're going that fast. So yeah, I feel like if I'd come out, no hands, like stalled more than went back in, probably would have been a bit better, but um, I feel like it's a, definitely an advantage. Well, it can be an advantage on your back end for just staying in the barrel the longest time. Um, I wish I kind of I had the opportunity to stay in one the whole time. You see, on the one big one I had, I was like trying to stay in, and I was like out of the face, like trying to drag and like bouncing out. I feel like yeah, if I had that wave again, I probably would have maybe tried to stay in the whole way. But no, I was I was happy with the the ways I got and. Man, that concept is so fun. Like, I reckon that's definitely the future. If you have good waves, I feel like that whole concept is amazing. Yeah, it's really blowing it out of the park as far as like keeping it on the hush. So like a couple of little things on Instagram, but not really. I think it, for how pumping it was, it did a pretty good job for everyone to keep it under wraps. And yeah, I hope everyone got paid enough to keep their mouth shut because it's certainly worth it in the end. Like it worked out perfect. Um, everyone got to see like, essentially what felt like a live show none of it was spoiled um can you tell us what board you were riding because it looked like you were riding what i thought was a pretty good board for the conditions um how long was that one uh that was a six two um i, I like, felt like it looked was... like he had a six oh fucking squash tail manly board under his arm <laughs> yeah i was surprised robo took out a six oh well i'm pretty sure um kale was on a six oh as well um, but it did when we first got there in their defense, it was like it did look kind of small. We've seen a few, but um, yeah, I feel like there was one wave that Robbo was, I think there was only two waves that Robbo was maybe a little too deep on, which is so rare to see from him. He like pretty much makes every wave he goes out there. Mm. I feel maybe like that might have been his board in the end, it didn't matter, but um, I feel I feel like yeah, the board I chose was pretty good, it was a 6 2. Uh, I think it was like a DNA or a duck nuts or something, but yeah, that board felt good. I actually snapped it the other week, but it was good, but I lost it. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and to your point on Rabo, um, I thought it was so interesting. Obviously, one of the big themes of the show was uh, him just totally fixated on that wave that Ali got and just mm. talking to everybody in the lineup about it. But I actually thought that the wave that he caught and kind of slipped off on when he was trying to do a big pump into it. I thought that wave, maybe the wave itself wasn't like bigger, but it, the, the line that it had was kind of outrageous. It just like ran all the way through the end thing. It looked like it could have been kind of the wave of the day. Yeah, that wave was pretty epic. I was, I'd caught the wave before and I was paddling back out and I'd seen it all, like seen the whole wave. It had this huge, nice wall and I was like, oh, he's going to get so pitted here. <laughs> <laughs> But then he slipped off and I was like, oh shit, I want to try. I tried to go it off the end, but I was too wide and then it went all like crook on the end. But 
yeah, that, that wave was pretty good as well. Ollie's wave was definitely the best wave that come through. No disrespect to Ollie here, but I reckon if he could have been, he could have probably been deeper, I reckon. Like it was still sick, but maybe say if Robbo had that first priority, he might, pro- probably would have paddled way deeper and maybe got a sick pit, but Ollie's still got a pretty sick pit. But um, yeah, it might have been different if one of the boys got that. <laughs> yeah, so hard thing. Yeah, I mean, three hundred ain't getting you much down in the southwest, but um, it's um, <laughs> it's interesting. Um, it's interesting to see like the equipment and and what kind of it played in, and and I guess the physical specimen that um, I can't speak to your paddling power too much, Jacob. I've actually haven't surfed with you too much, but I've shared the lineup with Robbo a few times, and I guess that's why he can get away with the six zero. Even if that wave had to come in, I still think he would have made it look maybe even a smaller board might have looked better in that wave. Because Ollie on like a 6-4 kind of just fucked that wave. But like you say, he might have outrun it just a touch. Um, he got some bullshit photos and more street cred than anyone in the comp. So it doesn't really matter now. But um, yeah, it would have been interesting to see what a smaller board would have looked like on that wave. Um, I think like Robbo's paddle power is like pretty wild. And I think he would have been able to get, yeah, like you said, under it and a bit deeper and whatnot. It was funny to hear him say on the wave that he fell, though, that it got a bit small. Um, didn't think the wave got small. I thought he just slipped. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely he, he slipped. <laughs> he slipped. But uh, that's rare. That is rare for him. That is rare. Very, for him yeah. Slip, I haven't spent a lot of time there. haven't seen the best of us. For sure. I've seen North Point break a few times, which I feel lucky even in itself. You can see that wave break. It's like a seventh wonder of the surfing world. And um, of the waves that I have seen out there, I've seen Jack get a few. And that wave that he slipped on, I kind of, I would call like with what I've seen him in the past, a, a Robbo wave. Like he would have not reappeared. And then he would have appeared in the channel. And everyone would have yeah, just yeah, like, the sure. jaws would still be on the floor and the scale would have got fucking blown to smithereens. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, overall it was it was a great show, and I, I think that that particular twenty minutes was insane. You know, I'm, I'm calling it the Ollie twenty minutes because Kale just gave up priority, and then you know yeah. that wave came through, and then the Robo wave. You got it off the end. There was just so much going on. It was great. And then not too long after that, I think Jay got his best wave. So yeah, I think that part of the show was like I was just as fired up as if I was watching a CT. Like it was fucking unreal. You guys were tearing. Um, oh, and so, can yeah. we talk about me getting fucking rousted <laughs> by <laughs> Yeah, what's the story behind that? You did get cooked for that, eh? Oh, oh, you you, you kind of stoked. You kind of stoked. You kind of stoked. Dude, I sw- I, that was like my hands were shaking. I was like, this is not happening right now. Fuck. I was like, I did not give that wave a fucking 55. God damn oh. it. Oh, yeah, man. Wow. That, yeah, you covered it for that. You yeah. definitely covered it for that. But then you kind of looked like a legend once they did recorrect because you kind of you hit you you scored it exactly what the rest of the world scored it. So in hindsight, everyone that hated you then had to love you after it because the majority of people threw a number around that number, right? So um, yeah, yeah, you came out of it okay, assuming that everyone stayed tuned in and they didn't just log out after your fifty-five. Yeah, log out straight imagining all the bits. <laughs> log out straight into your DMs of yours anyway. Yeah, you yeah. should have seen my phone. 
God yeah. damn it. Uh, and yeah. then they put, of course, my phone number on the screen at that exact time as well. So, yeah, it was, it was good TV, I suppose. Maybe right. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think she says she didn't do it on purpose, but I think she might have. Yeah, no, yeah that's good TV. <laughs> oh, it was fantastic TV. I actually nearly lit you up um, as well. But, um, you know, I had faith. I thought there must have been some kind of mistake in there. So um, I gave you the benefit of the doubt. But, um, and, yeah. and then what about that wave fucking uh, Kale got that he wasn't all the way back out yet? But that had to have been actually probably the biggest wave of the day, right? Yeah, that, that was a good wave. I don't know where all of us were. For that, I think we'd all kind of because the time was kind of counting down a bit by that point. We were like maybe went into a bit of fluster mode, like everyone trying to catch a wave. And yeah, that was a big wave. Kale's always going to give it a crack as well. Like he was he was way down the line, probably too far out, but he still gave it a crack. It would have been sick if he had landed on and got like a solid pipe. But yeah, that was probably the biggest wave for sure. Yeah. So and I guess uh, this contest gave me new perspective of north point and it was just so interesting to me how there's oftentimes it seems like there's this like inside wave that looks like it's part of the wave but then it goes like separate and you have to go like on top of that wave to get the little like knuckle double up thing like it looks like a really confusing wave when you see it from like a drone i didn't realize there was kind of mm -hmm. so much going on like under the wave almost like on like on the ambo bit you mean like yeah the very end of the wave mm -hmm. yeah some weird stuff can happen there I, i'm not sure why it gets it gets mm -hmm. shallow and then sometimes the second wave of set makes it even more shallow and then you get like weird little bends that go all on but when you're on the wave i feel like it's <clears throat> pretty obvious to see yeah i'm pretty sure you just always go the high line yeah well, that's what i do anyway just go go the high line option um, there was one drone shot in there that really right. showed you paddling into one of those waves and it dead set looked like a proper closeout. Um, when mm. I've been over there trying to get any kind of intel on that wave, I've, I've been told that you want to look for the ones that you don't have to divulge your top secrets here, but uh, actually no one's coming over <laughs> there anytime soon anyway. It doesn't matter. Um, have yeah, like that it's not gonna break it's not gonna break for another six months anyway like exactly yeah everyone will have forgotten about it by then but like the foam you can see the foam in the middle of the bay between um north and south point like is there is there any truth to that like not only do you want to look for a closeout but you want to look for a wave that's already broken down the line uh or is that maybe, just too far I, away I mean, to kind of comp comprehend i feel like if you're already going the wave you're not well, you're not like looking off oh, like this one's white war and I'm definitely going. You're like, it's just like you see it and it just looks like a big straight wall and you're like, yeah, I'm going to give it a crack. And sometimes they, sometimes they go too fast and then sometimes like, like even like that embo, how you have those weird wobbles and stuff, like you can get a weird corner in the way and it'll slow down. Like, um, it, it, it is a bit of like a, a strange wave, but it's fun. It's uh, pretty fickle as well. But, yeah, I feel like we were so lucky to be able to kind of get that for for the comp. Like, it was strange. Am I allowed to talk about how it was meant to be a gas and stuff? Or was that kind of blow to me? No, no, yeah, it's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, yeah. it was originally supposed to be at a wave that I don't know if I'm supposed to even name yeah. from over there. Um, but mm. And I know that you guys had a few good waves over by Taj's house mm. earlier this year. Um, mm. I think oh, that yeah. was... 
Would, how would that have been for a contest? Would that have, is that, is that the kind of wave where you make like one out of 20 or are you guys actually making a fair few waves over there? Good luck getting your rental uh, car down there anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I'm not sure. It's, that's, an, that's probably even more fickle that wave, I think. But, um, but when they were trying to do it at gas, for example, like we tried to, Whoa, 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 don't there, blow like... out Jez's spot, dude. Don't blow out Jez's spot, man. He's going to be <laughs> fucking off it. Uh, Jez only goes left anyway, so then he hits the right for everyone. But uh, we, we, we tried to do it there like uh, four times maybe. And <laughs> we were just getting like skunked. It was like the thing was cursed. And um, then the North Point day kind of popped up and it all kind of worked out. But yeah, once it, once it was all done, everyone was like so stoked. Like, we thought this thing was cursed and we're never going to run it. Like, can't get anything to go right this year. And then, yeah, we end up having a mental day. So, it's pretty sick. How good is that for North Point, what you guys surfed? Uh, probably, I don't know, six and a half out of ten, maybe. <laughs> wow. Like, shut up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I feel like it could get a lot. That's why there was nobody out there, I think. Because it wasn't really that well, it was, it was good, but maybe, maybe they were like, oh, there's four pricks out there going everywhere that comes through. Like, we don't want to pass that there. <laughs> well, but, um, yeah, I mean, as far as Apex Predator is concerned, it was, you, that was it. I mean, Ollie's from the Goldie. <laughs> and did, did I see Laura McCauley out there? Yeah, Laura Mack's always out there. She's, she's crazy. Um, yeah. She always gives it a crack. Um, Just I've seen her. Let's, like, give, let's, give, let's give the McCauley sisters a shout out. Like yeah, they get pitted. They get pitted. Yeah, bro. Have you seen some of those clips of Bronte um, up at Nalu? I'm yeah, like uh, Bronte's uh, number. Uh, I'm like Bronte's number one sharer on Instagram. I fucking can't believe how pitted she's getting. It's so good to see. Well, that is um, some of the stuff. Some of the waves I was seeing her go, and some of the like it drops and the pits I was seeing her get was like pretty mind blowing from a guy that hasn't really. I haven't really seen girls get barreled that much in real life before. And to see her doing it at Toomey's, which is like a fucking pretty scary wave. Like, you got stamps, you got really shallow reef, you got kooks that are not meant to be out there. They're on their board because they've been caught inside in the pit with you. And then there's her just like standing in the middle of it all, just like killing it. Like, I was really impressed by her out there this year. And hopefully she can bring it onto the tour and they can get pit at like chokes or break or something because I reckon she'd kill him. Yeah, me too. She'd really kill him. Yeah. How about this? You can get on tour and share the tour with another another uh, Margaret Revere. And... Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. If we won, there'd be what, three of us on there. Uh, that's if that's when's, what's the goal of the tour? Is there going to be like, a tour? We're pretending. Year, like... we're, just, we're just pretending. Let's just pretend yeah. that we're doing next year, which I personally don't think there will be, but yeah. In a perfect world, you, yeah. Robbo, and Bront. That would be sick. That, that would be pretty cool. Jacob, really cool. would you say that your ultimate goal is to win a world championship? Like, are you fully geared toward competition? Um, I've definitely had a lot more time to actually think about that this year. And um, it, it's strange when, say, the last four or five years, that's been my complete focus is, where where the next QS event is like like that's the whole focus like just QS qualify 
and it's awesome. Like I've loved so much of it. It's been really sick, but I've also loved this year just to be able to free surf and kind of surf, film, and I don't know, kind of live a bit more of a normal, normal kind of life. Just being at home for an extended amount of time has been pretty cool. But yeah, at the end, end of the day, I still feel like I want to make the world tour and I still love competing. Like on the weekend, we did this shitty, not shitty, um, this board riders competition, the waves were crowd, but even just doing that, it was the first time I put a rashi on since Manly at the start of the year. And I was like, so fired up. I was like, yeah, I'm still a competitive bastard. Um, so I, that is definitely, definitely my, definitely, yeah, my, my goal. But I'm really loved this year kind of just to be able to tap into um, the more the free surfing side of it and just getting bowed and working on my surfing has been really fun. Yeah. And I guess to your point too, like, you can do what you did this year, you know, when you decide to basically hang it up, you know, whether that's when you're 35 or 40 or whatever, you're still going to be able to get fucking psycho tubes at home. So might as well do the competitive thing while, you know, you can. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I feel like I've said this a few times as well. Um, I don't want to be the guy and that's down at the pub, local pub being like, Oh, I could have done this. I could have done that. Like, but at the end of the day, like the only one that would be holding me back from doing that is myself. So I feel like I can definitely give it a crack over the next few years whenever it gets going again. And hopefully I can qualify. I'll see if I can still compete whenever, might be a few years down the track, might have a few more years of surfing at home, getting about, who knows? But hopefully it's just next year and we're backing up. Yeah, I reckon, uh, mate, if you can compete in one of those board riders' comps, you can compete on anything. They're more highly, highly strung <laughs> than a fucking CT. So. Yeah, you'll be fine, mate. Just keep uh, keep sharp doing those. Yeah, that's it. We've got another one next weekend, so I'll be sharpening the pencils right up. Who so won? But... <laughs> we, we didn't win. <laughs> uh, trick board riders won. Uh, but, oh, yeah, we've, we've had a good run. We had to let someone give it a crack. It was at their local break. It was maybe four, four foot, howling on shore, pissing down rain. Like they had, they were all over it. That's what they live for out there. That's like swell of the year. <laughs> I'm about to um, say big, big trig. Yeah, it was big trig, big trig. And I feel like I'm, no disrespect to the trig here, but I feel like I've heard a few, like, I feel maybe Jack Reese or something said, like, the worst wave he's ever surfed was like Trick Beach or something. That's calling out, but it was someone and someone like that. Remember he you said that Pro Junior event then? Remember that? Yeah, he, he, he shouldn't be saying he, that because he, 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 he won that event. And that's what got him into the World Junior. Yeah. He won his first junior title as a fucking yeah. 12-year-old. So he should have an affinity. Yeah, so maybe I'm mixed up there. <laughs> no, nah, he probably did yeah, could be mixed. I could be mixed up there. But I heard someone like him. Like, I feel like it was an yeah. old surfing magazine. I read it and I was like, Trick Beach. I was like, oh, shit. Don't tell them. Is that? <laughs> yeah, he'll be off it. Yeah, the king, the king yeah, of the off Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, it's mental. I mean, you, you said you've had some, some time to think about some stuff. Um, you know, obviously we all have um, this year, but um, call it a, a quarter age crisis, if you will, disguised as a time to think year. Have you had one of them before? Like you were so successful, so young. Was there ever a point where, yeah. you know, you just thought, what am I doing? Um, yeah, I, I, there's like definitely on the QS sometimes when you're 
like it's I don't like it's it's like bad saying it's grinding because it's like such a great lifestyle and I'm so grateful for that whole lifestyle and opportunity I've been given to even do it. But when you when you're doing it and you go into these places, you're surfing these absolute dog shit ways. You're gonna buy people that they're obviously better than you on the day, but deep down you're like, oh, I'm better than that. I feel like I'm better than that. And over time that can slowly kind of get you down a bit, but I feel like that all that shit makes you a lot stronger. And it's not, so like one event doesn't determine the surfer that you are, I don't think. Like every dog has his day. And, um, so yeah, I've definitely had those moments where I'm like, fuck this. Like, this is shit house. But then you have those days where you have a great day competing and you're like, this is sick. I'm killing it. Like, this is epic. Mm. And even when you do have those bad days, it's go have a beer somewhere at the end of the day in some real sick place and the next day you wake up and I'm still living the dream. So, yeah, we, I don't know. Yeah, it, you definitely have those times, but at the end of the day, it's not that bad. Like I, yeah, could, I, I could be on the shovel with, I could be on the shovel with dad, and that would be a whole different story. Oh well, just quickly on that, I heard you you you're pretty handy. You build a house down there in Margaret River. <laughs> build a house, mate. I just carried besser blocks. That's all I did. Um, Good brickies labourer. Yeah, I'm a brickies labourer. But no, that's cool. I definitely had a bit of experience with that stuff with dad, and uh, yeah, hopefully I don't have to do that for a few years but uh you never know it's uh, it could be it but yeah. for now yeah just do this surfing it's pretty fun and yeah after what was it what were we talking about cord life grasses is that what we were calling it <laughs> and i, I, I feel it's like it's at it, it, it 22 did you have one of them mighty uh i was never that good at anything so i never really had to think about it too much i just kept trying to fucking trug along and here i am Hey, you're here with us, it's not that bad. Yeah, mate, it's pretty good. Yeah, your hardest decision yeah. is whether you've got a chuck on a shirt or not each day. Yeah, and it typically skews no, so that's all right. Yeah, yeah that's easy. Hey, okay, so I want to do a little segment of our show uh, called Unsolicited Advice, where Stace Galbraith, as a surf coach, gives advice to Jacob on what he should be thinking about uh, in trying to qualify. So, Stace, Hit Jacob with a point. What? What does he actually? Yeah, I'll hit, I'll hit him. I'll hit him between the eyes. Um, now, look, it's a quite a contentious topic because uh, one of my best mates is uh, Jacob's coach. But um, yeah, Timmy Mac might have something to say about this. Yeah, he'll probably be on the side. He'll probably be on the side. I've actually got him on the other side of the room, just uh, you know, feeding me the, the good, the good info. Um, look, mate, you finished that first all wave. All the that wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You finish yeah. that first wave in Surf 100, going to make all the coaches of the world pretty happy. So let's just try and work on that for the next comp, Because eh? I reckon you might set your rhythm up a little yeah. differently. And you see how you give that advice to yourself a bit earlier about dragging the corn for too long? You might have figured that out hey. on that first wave. So let's just finish that first well, one next time, eh? <laughs> well, I, I, I'm totally with you. I, I wish my mic actually worked. For that whole thing, my mic wasn't working. And um, I was in that, in that barrel and I was... It, I was at the end and I was dragging corn and when I fell off, I was like, fuck, I dragged corn for too long. And I was like, just <laughs> blowing up at myself. But uh, I'm totally with you there, Stace. I could have set, <laughs> I could have set it up completely different. But uh, next time, we'll keep the corn out of the water for that end bit. Just get the score. 
And even, <laughs> hey, you'd be happy with this as well. Uh, the next kind of couple of waves after it, I think I got like a little pit and went for a snap and I was like, yeah, finished it. Get a score on the board. <laughs> but, oh. but none of my mic didn't work, so none of that shit came out. Yeah, what about that wave that you shared with that uh, little local kid? Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, that was actually, I reckon that was the funnest part about the, um, probably the whole Surf 100 for me is, because um, the boys are just basically doing circle work. I was expecting a few drop-ins and <laughs> this um, Sid to drop in on me. I was like, fuck yeah, go, 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 go. And I was like, I'll pull him behind you. And then I pulled him behind him, couldn't really see anything. He came out and then it was sick. <laughs> yeah, that was actually really fun. And yeah, he's going to be probably a great talent from down here. I reckon if he's out at North Point when he's, I don't know, 12 years old or something, I was probably packing my undies on the beach at Huzzers. Um, so, yeah, I reckon he's going to be one to watch out for out there in the future, for sure. Yeah, 100%. Yes, I think that, you wanted to hear a little bit about yeah. the, the new kind of youth contingency over there. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, always, I'm always keen to know who, who's coming through the crop. I, I mentioned, uh, spent some time with a young, young bloke, um, uh, Finn Cox, over on the east when he's been over here. Um, mm. I think he put his brother to the sword in last year's trials, actually, Jacob. Um, but Finn seems like a great kid, but it just kind of hit that age where I think that, you know, WA doesn't get the light that the East Coast does, but they certainly have the quality of surfer. Um, I just mm. wondered if there was anyone else coming through, Jacob, that you kind of had your eye on. And you can be honest, like, you know, you know, you know how hard it is out there. And I think the kind yeah. of the generation behind you, particularly on the Gold Coast, mm. there's a lot of smoke that gets blown. And um, it's hard out there. The QE is hard, you know. The QE is hard. The QE is very hard. And I feel like for a lot of kids, even Australia-wide, the QE will be a big slap in the face. <laughs> you'll, probably, you'll probably hate it. You'll come from, well, for me, like coming from St. Rian's, Aussie Tigers, you're like, fuck yeah, it's going to be a piece of piss. Like, I've been killing it. And then you get on the QE and you're like, what? This is so much harder than I expected. Um, there's a lot of good Catan in Australia, but in WA, so I'm sure they'll be fine. But yeah, the, the, the thing with WA, there's so many kids that will probably grow up getting pitted. They'll go to a few QS events and be like, oh, that was fucked. I'm not wasting my money on that anymore. I'm just going to spend this on do surf trips in WA or around them to Bali, get proud of my nut and have a trade. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the, the pathway for a lot of kids in WA that they um, kind of, that might not have that competitive strive or that competitive drive and be able to get them there to what they want. So they just end up doing doing that instead. But yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of good kids like my, um, my brother, um, Charlie and my cousin, they, they get up every morning, go surfing. Like they love just getting pitted. Like, it's yeah. the coolest thing. <laughs> but so sick. Rather, yeah, so they just love that. Um, and I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of other good kids as well. I'm not that tuned into the uh, up-and-comers, but uh, I'm too busy going and watching my brother play footy instead. I reckon that's way more fun. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, nah, it's funny. Like, I think standing at a wave like North Point in the flesh when you're there um, and you're watching what, like, you guys are doing out there, it really begs the question... Why would you bother? Uh, 
with that other side of the sport that, that's there but just because the pathway is so challenging um like what you just mentioned there is a r- really fulfilling life picking the best wages out of the season in west Oz, working your ass off and then going and spending your money and getting married in bali like you can't do that your whole life but in your you know your hot years when you don't really have any commitments or anything like that it's mm. Fuck, some blokes would get some vision. Yeah. Some blokes you've never even yeah. heard of have been, have been more barreled than half the CT. Oh, for sure. I feel, definitely. I feel like that, that's what a lot of my, my kind of friends have gone down, kind of that pathway that I grew up competing and surfing with and they're having a hell time. Mm. I mean, then the other side of the coin, like Sean Manners is, is a good example of how you can, if you work hard, um, create that other pathway and make a living off your free surfing. Um, just quickly, you want to you want to break that down for us. Is that the best wave ever ridden? His wave at Nalu. Oh. Yeah, that thing was tough, though. Oh my god, that, Have you seen that, Mikey? That way. That, yeah, but did you see was... the one Jacob got this year? Yeah, but he's on his front side. <laughs> I can't really fucking argue. Yeah, no, no, I, I don't like. I'll be completely honest with you. I did get some good waves that I was really happy with this year up there, but uh, like. Don't think of it as good as that. Like cinematographically as well, how that was shot, it was just tap and the way. Like, yeah, mad props to Sean for I was epic and the, I grew up surfing so much with Sean and to see him kind of putting out clips like that is, yeah, it's sick and pretty motivating for me to kind of do maybe make a cool clip as well, which I'm trying to do. Or why you don't you get a fucking eight foot eight foot board and try to get a wave like camels? Yeah. Oh, I, I I got a couple through this year from um, Senna's, which is the top bit through to the um, Tombstone's bit, but once again, not as good as that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to see. Eh? Uh, you, got a new, you got a new edit coming yeah. out. You want to hype it for the boys? Uh, yeah, I can hype it. I don't know what it's called, so I don't really know what to hype it too much. But uh, yeah, I've got a new edit coming out. Basically, just since I've been home, I've done some pretty cool trips, got some good barrels and now I'm just trying to finish it off with some good air stuff. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty fun kind of living a bit of a free surf life. It's pretty sick. And yeah, I feel like people will hopefully enjoy it. I'm pretty happy with some of the stuff in there. And, um, mate, growing yeah, up in you. the Southwest corner, did you, um, I was just trying to think like, you know, forgive me if I've missed anyone obvious here, apart from Jezza uh, and obviously DMAC, but DMAC's a little older than you, um, I'm led to believe. Mm. Is Jezza Jerome Forest? Yes. That's okay. Jez. Yeah, that's the Jez. Um, he's Big my Jerry. landlord over there in the West every time I go over there. Um, yeah. Tell me, who, who's your goofy icon in the West? Goofy icon in the West? Um, well, there's a few. There's a few. There's a few core, absolute core lords over here. Um, I'll name a few. There's no, no particular order. Um, Mick Short tapped. I remember watching his film Short Sighted at the, what was it, the rec center when I was a grommet. He had like this big, um, like a camera on the back of his board, like somehow before GoPros were invented. I just remember seeing this tap, like pit footage of, I don't know where it was, but he was sick. So Shorty's pretty sick. Um, Brett Hardy, he's had, I actually remember watching him get some tap pits at North Point. Um, on some footage and stuff so yeah he's up there um dmac of course he still probably outsourced me every time we go to lefties um 
pits. Uh, Mick Colliff's pretty sick as well. So he has some good pits up north. Um, oh, listen, go on. That's not That's just natural put heaven down there. Yeah. Oh, well, there's a lot of good natural footers, but it, being a goofy, I don't, you feel like you're definitely like kind of zoning on the goofy guys more that you're kind of looking up to. And there's um, uh, who else? Uh, this pretty underground name, uh, Joel Eden. Yeah, I remember watching him get some um, sick pits of gas when I was a grown man. He's really talented. Because you're always ripping into yeah. me when I'm flipping over the goofy footers on my Instagram into into natural footers. <laughs> you're, you're you're always calling me out, which is fair enough. Uh, that's that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I just <laughs> got to get my fix. You know, I need to see what they look like the right way around. But um, have, have you ever done have you ever have you ever done that with anyone? Like, have you ever flipped Andy or anyone around? Uh, I flipped Mick around a few times. Oh, sick. Yeah, I flipped Mick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's kind of strange when you do that. Have you ever done it to yourself? Sure, uh, you've done oh, it to yourself. No, no, no. I don't know what you're talking about. No. <laughs> yeah, I've done it myself. It's actually kind of cool. I think uh, I think Parker Coffin actually mentioned it once. Like You pick up little kinks um, in your surfing mm. that you, you wouldn't normally pick up if you were just watching it the right way around. I definitely thought that. There's a few more kinks than what I was hoping for, actually. So, um, <laughs> yeah, right. but yeah, like on that, I wanted to break down your, um, your, your, your rinsing of the fig style. Um, I, I would kind of say pig dogging in the early nineties, even mm. kind of early two thousands. Like I'll use Andy as an example, cause he's obviously like, you know, well, Kelly, like backside Kings. Um, it would always kind of pig dog with their leading arm behind their body. Mm. And then I would see kind of over time, like Andy even developed his style to like bring his arm forward of his body when he was riding the pit. Did you ever like have anything where you tried to change your style throughout the years or did it just kind of come naturally to you to do what you do? Um, uh, too sure. I feel like <clears throat> the arm behind is definitely like the old, the old school approach. I feel like I probably did that when I was 12 for sure. Um, but as you kind of progress, I feel like it's definitely easier having you in front. Um, you can kind of like stall, you're a bit more balanced. And um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it kind of just naturally might have happened over time. And it's definitely a lot easier if you pick on out there with your arm behind you, get your shit together, <laughs> get in front. It'll be way easier for you. It'll be way easier. Yeah, yeah. Stace, awesome. what's, your, uh, what's your pig dog style like? Oh yeah. mate, Lefts and the Goldie—they're they're a rare breed. Um, but I do try to do that. I do try to go arm in front. But what I find I do is I always end up like overbalancing to the front, and I'll be, you know, towards the exit of the pit, going, "How the fuck am I going to get back up, like onto the tail of my board to come out?" <laughs> I'm always just kind of just like right off into the channel, like hugging the wave you know leaning over so i need i need to work on a bit of core strength there to like get me back on my board <clears throat> or i'll you know i'll just keep going right and jacob can go left i, I don't really look left too much i'm happy with that i'll go left you go right yeah 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 i think the lefts are probably you know on the right day they're probably better at some of the waves around here but yeah like i said too much risk involved for me i'll just keep going right yeah um yeah, actually I feel, like, I feel like the new Sorry, yeah, Jacob's yeah. coach on that actually, on one of those waves that is, he got the best wave that's ever broken there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. proper. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Tapped on. Tapped on. Tapped. Yeah. yeah stupid. Tapped. 
it was like it was classic spot. that it was classic that day as well. Like there was the who's who out there as well. And yeah. Timmy Timmy just struck into this thing and I was down the bed just going, oh, this is sick and he just got this crazy pit flat out and just like all these pros like Fuck yeah, Timmy, good job. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That was, it was epic. It was epic. Yeah. He showed everyone up. Big time. Yeah. It was brilliant. Wait, Yeah, yeah that was tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, back to the pig dog. I feel like the new pig dog is probably no pig dog. Like, no hands. I feel like that's the future. Yeah. It's just, I feel like, well, that's for me anyway. It's something I've been trying for a while. And, Trying to not grab the rail as much. I feel like that's well, gonna, you did something quite interesting in, in the hype clip on the, the stab mag Insta, which I can break some news to you. That's the most reached video on the stab Instagram in the last year. Um, really? Yeah, I got that news today actually when I was doing my research. Wow. Um, like you get the tail of your board above the nose of your board. I don't know if I'm talking the yeah. same kind of language here, but. To do that without grabbing your rail looks, yeah, without touching, it, it's so technical. I don't think I'll ever do that in my life. I don't think many people will ever do that in their lives. Um, even like Kelly and John, they're, they're, they're racing, but I don't know that I've ever seen them like leave the S shape in the wave as critically as you do. Like you're riding up the fucking face of the wave without grabbing your rail. I just find that, you know, incredible skill set. So I hope that, um, you know, we get to see more of that in the future. I think that um, I think that um, doing that is something that you don't necessarily teach. It just kind of comes naturally. So, yeah, I was told not to give surfers compliments Thanks. because it doesn't really go anywhere. Thanks, yeah, cheers. I couldn't, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, I don't really know how I did it. Probably. I'm just trying to go really fast and with these lanky limbs just while we're in the right spot and it's right. <laughs> So the, the, the problem really with no grabbing is i think it only looks good if you're, it's big enough for you to like stand up and i don't think any of us are mm. getting barrels that big backside like i'm not oh no no like no, do, yeah. do you, like do you think it looks good do you think it looks good like kind of crouching in a backside barrel with no grab because i think it looks kind of weird no 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 you're right you're definitely right you need room in the barrel but that's when it looks tap like when you've got that room and you're just like pumping my hands or something like it's insane but yeah i guess the problem for us guys is <laughs> we don't really get in barrels big enough to pump their hands <laughs> you are How's that we're, we're not that? <laughs> oh excuse my language <laughs> just quickly before we move on what about that little close out you got with the little the little shimmy shimmy thing talk us through that <laughs> you win the comp if you make that wave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was i don't know just a bit of desperado trying to get through it <laughs> Pretty curious things like just get me through this thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, maybe like snap maybe the barrel. Yeah, yeah, got a bit of height, but yeah, maybe if I'd let go there, no hands, that could have made the difference. So, so that's what I'm working on. That's what I'm working on right there. That was brilliant. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey, I cut you Cheers. off. No, no, it's all good. Um, so, Stacey, you got anything else for? Yeah, I shot off. I shot off a few questions. Uh, Tom Geno, your questions suck, mate. I hope you don't listen to the show because I'm not reading it out. Um, <laughs> Isaac and Timmy are also useless on any background info. I had to do it all myself, um, but I do got a couple uh, from a few of the goofy foot um, youngsters around the country. 
Darcy Crump wants to know, if you can go anywhere right now with the boys, where are you going? If I can go anywhere right now with the boys? Yep. Ah, uh, shit. I'd be pretty keen to go to Indo, eh? Go to Indo, do a fun surf trip. Um, straight into the Sky Garden after it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fucking dream. With, with the boys, that'd be fun, eh? Yeah, mate, yeah. why wouldn't you? I reckon that'd be um, fun, yeah, go to Indo, that'd be sick. Yeah. Somewhere yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. Just yeah, one you, way, so. you might have to say I can't really narrow that one down. Yeah, yeah it's hard, Indo's Indo's an easy one. Indo's an easy one. Yeah, Indo's an easy one. Young goofy icon from North Stradbroke Island, Zane Jenner. These kids that write in, they don't listen to podcasts. There's no chance this kid's listening to a podcast. <laughs> but if he does, he wants to know. Especially... Especially on this one. We've been dribbling on for fucking ages. Mate, this is the podcast goal. These are the ones that actually, you know, that actually do all right because the, the dribble is what people are chasing. Um, yeah, true. If Kelly's layback isn't overscored, he's a well-researched young man, <laughs> and you make the tour, what number do you choose? Well, I have not thought that far ahead. Because uh, Kelly made the layback. <laughs> we wrecked all hopes. No, I'm joking. Oh, uh, what number do I choose? Oh. Maybe number like two or five. I'm not sure why. I used to wear that. Oh, Nat Young. So you want to take, take, take Nat Young's number? <laughs> well, he's got a backside of an absolute champ. So He does. Hey. Big, big backside yeah. whip. Yeah. Big hammers. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, my number was saying number five. No, nah, he was two. He was two. Number two. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and, uh, sorry, sorry, I can't answer that one for you. That's all right. That was a good. That was a good crack. I think <laughs> Ethan. Ethan's ninety-seven or ninety-eight. I can't remember. I think you were born in ninety-seven, so that one might be out of the question. Um, yeah. No, we'll find one for you. I always like double zero. Yeah. I'm surprised no one took double zero. I like that. I think that looks sick on the back of a jersey. Double zero, yeah. There you go. Yeah. But anyway, I'm not on talking tour, so that'll never happen. But um, on that, <laughs> neither, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Kelly, you've had his number, but how much did that hurt? That one at Hell Eva, that was the one that mattered. Yeah, yeah. That uh, it's funny. It actually, yeah, it hurt. It definitely hurt. But like the mind frame I was in at that time, I was like. Sunset's right around the corner. Like I'm not going to fucking sit here and cry about Kelly beating me when there's another ten thousand right around the corner. There's no reason I can't qualify at next event. So yeah, get the tissues out, wipe up the tears, and on to the next one. And I feel like I did that quite well and gave it a good crack at Sunset. Um, but uh, Kelly, if you're gonna if you want to beat Kelly, you're gonna to have to really really beat him. It was one of those ways where, like, I, I don't want to admit it, but, like, as he rolled into it, it was like, all this guy's got to do is not fall off. He's getting the score. Doesn't matter yeah, what he exactly. does. It doesn't matter what time. he does here. He fucking, he makes it. He's getting a six or yeah. whatever he needed. Like, he was fucked. But, yeah, it's just how it yeah. goes. And we all know it. And that's your coach really drilling that into you there. And I love Tim. And I love that he would fucking, you know, that attitude in you is already there. And he's just bringing it out. And, yeah, to pick up your boots and move on to the next one. That's uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's a that's a team act classic right there. Um, yeah. All the um, as for the questions, we do have one more from Mr. Surfboard Guide Craig Winden. There's a free shout out for you, mate. Send the invoice later. Oh, you're you're cutting into my territory, Stace. 
Oh, I am too. The Joyride X <laughs> Surfboard Guide Collab. Fuck yeah. Is Robbo a tight ass? What is your price on Ollie's Wave? <laughs> is Robbo a tight ass? Um, uh, you know. Well, if I was what, like deeper than, deeper than Ollie? Like my position? Oh, like good deeper. question. If I'm here, it's 300. If I'm here, it's 450. Yeah. If I'm here, it's 1,000. <laughs> From where I was, it was 150 bucks. That was what I was getting down yeah. further. I could have been getting launched, but uh, I don't know. Well, my theory on this whole setup, my whole theory is this whole setup is if anyone was deeper, they're just fucking going. They're not saying a price because they're going, you know what? I'm in the fucking spot. (laughs) I'm fucking going. (laughs) But so long. It's like uh, you got to expect it. Yeah, he did wait for a while. Um, He didn't wait longer than 100 minutes, though. I've seen Nick Vasicek wait out snapper for over 100 minutes before and still get faded. So, yeah, he didn't wait that long. Oh, that's a beauty of snapper, right there. <laughs> <laughs> How is some of the waves he's had out there? But holy shit, he's uh, for a backside like pit snaps. Holy shit, impressive. Yeah, yeah very. But yeah, you got a number on that wave. If you're number, your, uh, you want to take off on it from, and I win the comp. No guarantees in sport, mate. <laughs> mm, all right. I'm a bit of a tight. I'm maybe more of a tight ass than him. No, you got to give it one. No, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm, <laughs> maybe a thousand bucks. Thousand bucks. Get behind it. Come out. Stay the whole way. Win the comp. See you later. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thousand, yeah, maybe. Yeah, a thousand bucks. Yeah, lock it in. Yeah. I've got to lock in one answer for these questions. I don't fucking dancing around them. <laughs> yeah, you're like a good politician, mate. Uh, well, mate, you might not have won the comp, but I think you got a few Brownlow votes here around the ground, mate. You got best on ground in my books, and uh, I think you got best on ground in a lot of people's books. So I think you did you did pretty well for yourself. Funny that so, night was actually a classic. Binzi, yeah. we Binzi ended up passing out like her oh. in his car, and we all went back to his house and just turned it to like WrestleMania back at his house. It was fucking classic. <laughs> He rocks back up in the morning like, what the fuck happened here? <laughs> no, he's a great host. <laughs> uh, yeah, all the, bedroom, all the bedrooms in his new house are looking good. Wow. Oh, yeah. that was, it was great. I had a great yeah. time.